Y'all, your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we're back with episode 329 of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land since 2016, you have lent me your ears whenever you felt like tapping in with your girl, and I really appreciate that. Before we get into today's episode, if you have not gotten my free 10-minute meditation to help put yourself in the spirit of love, not just romantic love, but love in all forms, click the link in my show notes and tap in. It is long enough and easy enough to follow to where you can implement it into a daily practice or even a daytime and nighttime practice. So don't forget to click the link in my show notes and get that free meditation. Okay, that's my gift to you. So today's episode has been inspired by a lot of experience, whether I have dealt with this experience personally or whether I've seen other people deal with it or whether I've seen people deal with it and then I've helped them through it. So we as humans have a need to connect and a need to bond. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, we put ourselves in situations where we're wanting to bond and build things with people that don't like us. They say they like us, but their actions don't always correlate with the feeling. And today's episode is going to be about that. And um, I'm not going to hold you for too long. We're going to get straight to it. Homegirl style. So when it comes to people that we think are um, that we're in mutual bonds with, whether it's romance, whether it's business, whether it's friendship or platonic or whether it's familial bonds, whether it's indirect or direct, people will hurt you even if you did nothing to them. You're like collateral damage to some of these people sometimes. Some folks are just malicious and it's, it's a very straight shot. You know exactly what the aim is. They did that on purpose to you to show you whatever it was they wanted to convey for that moment. I know I've talked about how we let our anger dishonor people. I'm talking about direct dishonorable behavior is different from people telling you that they fool with you, but they don't really like you like that. There's a difference and it gets a little confusing because we will say, oh, well, I've been through this thing with this person or, oh, I done been down with this person for X amount of years. You're thinking that the bond is what it is based on what you know you think it is in terms of what you're qualifying it. For some, it's energy. For some, it's time. For some, it's adversity in terms of what y'all can get through. And for many others, it could be a combination of all these things and a couple of other things that I may not have listed. But whatever you're thinking on your end, <laughs> we don't know what's going on over there. But what we do know is that the words and the actions are not matching. And because we will hold on to our lens and our view of what we think things are, sometimes it makes it hard for us to see the reality of the situation. I understand, you know, everyone has issues, right? And I'm seeing an alarming trend online where it's a lot of discourse about understanding where people are coming from and people do these things because they're heard and and again like I said I'm in the field so I mean no flex but I completely overstand and understand that concept but at some point we have to allow for accountability to also factor in yes you could go through things but just because you're going through things or we're going through things that doesn't allow us to harm others or do things in harm to others or throw tantrums and do things that could potentially affect the long-term um, potential of that bond continuing because of how we feel at that at some point we have to say you know what the way we're operating when we're stressed or when we're frustrated or when we're not able to regulate ourselves I need to figure out how to fix this because I'm hurting people that didn't do nothing to me or I'm negatively affecting other people through my choice of action in my state of not being stable at some point you can hold two things at once you can hold in your hand that yes 
I see that you reacted in a way that was not the best. In the other hand, you can still hold, but you were still wrong because that hurt me and that negatively impacted my life or my peace of mind or whatever. And you still have to be held accountable and atone for that. I would really like for us collectively, and I say us because I'm never above anything that I say. I would really like for us to be able to hold these things hand in hand, hold one hand above the other, as if we just supposed to act like we weren't hurt because we're supposed to see through the lens of somebody who clearly was not able to see through their own clearly or to see that what they were doing were hurting us in the process. I really would like for us to get out of that trap because that is what keeps us in situations unnecessarily. And that's what allows us to be dishonored and disrespected in the name of empathy. I think that some people do use that. I know. Let me let me correct myself. I know that sometimes people use it as a tool of manipulation as well. Well, I I just see where I'm coming from or I done did all this other good stuff with you. Why are you looking at this one thing? Now, if you're like me, some of y'all may judge your bonds based on the adversity. It is very easy to be who you want to be and to be who you are when things are good. I look at things when it comes to character and cores of people, when things are bad, who do you revert to when things are not going your way? When there's supposed chaos and drama and things that are going on, um, how do you react? How do others <laughs> get impacted by what you do? I know where my operating system is when I'm going through things. I tend to withdraw in terms of just making sure that I stay to myself making sure I'm processing what's going on. I'm finding solutions to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And what I don't do is I don't allow to put others in my mess. I don't treat them bad. I don't, I don't harm people. I don't take things out on people. I don't damage folks in their, in their things. I don't do things like that. I don't, because my thing is I don't want other people to be hurt because of something that is nothing, has nothing to do with them. Number one. And number two, I need to be able to handle this myself without involving others to my mess. I, my, my conscience will not, I'm not perfect, right? But when it comes to this, my conscience will not allow me to knowingly hurt other people because I'm feeling away. I wouldn't feel right about that. I would feel really bad about that. And also the way I look at my bonds, I wouldn't want to hurt somebody knowing that I wouldn't want to be hurt in these situations, either knowing that whatever I do could potentially hurt the long term of that bond. I rather just not chance it because even though you think people get over stuff, they may, but they never forget it. And I just don't want to have a, a blemished history of stuff on, on the record of our bond because of me not thinking twice or me just walking away or me just not being like, you know what, let me just keep this inside and go get some help and figure out what I'm dealing with. Like it's a choice. I just choose to make a choice to keep people out of my mess when it comes to that. So I just wanted to touch on that empathetic versus accountability piece because you could absolutely do both. And again, at some point you have to hold people accountable and you have to honor you even when people that you love and honor dishonor you even at bare minimum. Sometimes I'm supposed to play in your face and act like how you feeling isn't valid. Or folks will try to make it seem like you're being petty about stuff. Principle can be used for petty purposes but people are so zoomed in on the what, they don't realize the how that makes you feel. They don't realize what exactly that implicates underneath the surface. And again, it just goes back to everyone having their own lens and people kind of looking in their, again, reacting the way they feel like reacting for their own self-gratification, instant gratification so they can feel better. Not realizing that that has potentially fractured or even broken the bond that they have with somebody else because their actions that they've done to soothe themselves in that moment has now damaged the bond with somebody else. So I wanted to 
go over four reasons or four ways that you can tell that folks may not like you like that, even if it's people that you think you're bonded with. Now, again, you're going to know your situation much better than me. But in my experience, these are the four things that I've seen consistently that has shown me these things. Now, again, some of these people may be good people in other aspects, but for whatever reason, they're not good to you. So sign number one, they take things out on you. This has nothing to do with you. Again, it could be a, a stressful work day. It could be a situation with their family. It could be a financial situation, a business deal gone bad. They could be inconvenienced because they were going to go to the beach and it rained outside. So now they can't go. Whatever it is. They're taking out their frustration on you. They are talking to you crazy. They are treating you a certain way that's negative. They're being sarcastic. They're just, they're just treating you in a way that's not respectable. Reason number two, they speak ill of you. Now, this is a situation where people will speak curses over your life, hoping that you don't get jobs, hoping that you don't lose weights, pointing out insecurities that they would never do previously because, again, they're going through stuff. Or they might not like you like that. So they're going to point it out. To bring it to your attention, hoping that you feel the way they feel for whatever reason. Point out things about your hair. But the thing that will make you really aware, though, for real, if you ever have any doubt, is that if they know something about you, a truth of yours, an insecurity of yours, something that has caused you strife, painful family history, painful things that's happened to you, traumatic events, they'll bring that up as a power play. They may have helped you through it, but they're going to remind you that you went through that. And sometimes folks will use that to define you as well. So when people bring up hurtful things that they know that has hurt you as they helped you through those things, that's another way to show that they don't like you like that. Another reason, they do things to you out of spite. Now, <laughs> this one is interesting because it could really be whatever they feel is worth the, the retribution or the revenge. Sometimes some folks want to control how you contact them. Some folks want you to pick up their phone calls all the time. You might be busy. You might be taking care of yourself. You might be depressed. Who knows? They don't care. What they do know is that you're not answering the phone or they're not, you're not behaving in a way that's good enough for them or satisfactory enough for them. So because they now feel wronged by that behavior, now they're going to be very spiteful. And this can look direct or this could look lackadaisical. Whatever they do, they're going to feel like, oh, well, whatever. That person didn't act the way I wanted them to last time. So you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to do X, Y, Z because now I feel justified because they've done something that I dislike. So we're going to even the playing field and I'm going to do X, Y, Z to them because I feel a way. Whether I have confirmation of the justification of feeling this way is irrelevant. It's just that they need something, like I said, to make them feel good, to have that instant self-gratification and to make themselves feel a lot better than the way they were feeling beforehand. I had a situation where I had some items in the possession of a former homegirl of mine. That girl claims that she was trying to call me and I was not picking up the phone because I was processing my own life and things like that. Because again, I go inward. And that girl was dissatisfied and she destroyed my items. She disposed of them without me even talking to her. She didn't text me, didn't give me a warning, didn't do anything. And then when I asked her, why didn't you text me? Because you was texting me about a million other things, but not these things that you disposed of. She said, oh, well, you weren't answering the phone for weeks, you weren't answering the phone for weeks. But I was answering the text messages, which means because I wasn't answering the phone calls the way you wanted me to, you felt like you, you needed to justify however you was feeling. So you destroyed my items in order to feel like 
everything was even again. Like, oh, she's not picking up the phone. Okay, well, I got something for her. Oh, I got these items. Oh, well, since she's not picking up the phone, I'm not going to text her either. I'm just going to go ahead and dispose of these items because I'm upset and I'm not going to tell her. Like, that girl didn't tell me till weeks after the fact. I actually had to ask about my items. And the girl was like making excuses and gaslighting all this other mess. I'm like, girl, did you forget I work in this field? I see what you're doing. Anyway, <laughs> number four, they make you feel bad for taking care of yourself. Again, this is a control issue. Some folks literally like to have control over their loved ones. It's weird. It's so many reasons as to how this starts. But what we do know is regardless of the root cause of this type of mindset, those folks really want you to behave the way they want you to behave. And when you don't act in that way where it seems like you're there for them enough or God forbid, if you're a friend who likes to sacrifice yourself and you don't have no boundaries, they may have an issue with you when you finally decide to take a boundary or take time for yourself. They will try to guilt trip you. They will try to make you feel bad. They'll make it seem like you have destroyed the bond. When in actuality, it's the action that they've done because they didn't respect your need for autonomy over your own personal life or your need to take time away or your need to self-care. Or go get help. Whatever it is that you were taking care of yourself. Whatever you were doing. Because they don't respect it. And they feel like they should be priority over whatever you got going on. They will absolutely guilt trip you and make you feel bad. However they deem fit. Verbal, emotional, financial, physical. Whatever it is. To make you remember that what you've done has hurt them. And that that should not be done again. If you want to be friends with them. You want to be family with them. You want to still be in a relationship with them. You still want to do business with them. You're going to have to sacrifice yourself to be there for them when they need you. That's basically what they're saying. I know that sounds kind of crazy when you say it out loud, but essentially that's what those actions say. Nobody's going to ever say that out loud because it makes them look exactly how it sounds, which is controlling, which is irrational, which is illogical, which is selfish. And as humans, especially grown adult humans, you can't say stuff like that. So they'll hide it behind, oh, well, you were taking care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. Now, the caveat to this is, if you had a situation where you promised to be there for somebody and you reneged on your word, then that's something that you ultimately have to deal with because you reneged on a word that you already gave. So sometimes, you know, we kind of put ourselves in situations and then we back out and then all of a sudden we're wondering why folks are mad at us. No, that's not quite what this is. They're actually upset because you reneged. So that's a different story. But those are four reasons why um, those folks may not like you or how they show you they don't like you. Now, my man said, <laughs> he said yesterday, salt kills snails, but not players. So, you know, you might not bounce back immediately, but you're going to be all right. It hurts. And unfortunately, these are lessons that we have to learn in our journey that shape us in terms of being who we are. And I know for some of us, it can make our hearts turn cold. And as the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, I want you to keep your heart, three stacks. <laughs> keep your heart. I don't know if y'all remember that, that line Drake 3000 said, but I don't want you to let these situations turn your heart cold. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. And it's okay to grieve some of these bonds that you may have to disconnect from. I've been there. So I understand. But at some point, you have to remember that you're still here and you're still able to give and receive love from folks that are deserving of that love and folks that are willing to give you that same love that you give to them in return. So with that being said, y'all, this has been episode 329 of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Don't forget to click the link in my show notes to download that 10 minute free meditation. So you can manifest some love in your life, okay? Love in all forms is a beautiful thing. The right kind of love will heal you 
in areas that you didn't even know needed healing in. Okay. I am a witness to that. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, boo friends, trust the journey, trust yourself, and whatever you do, do it with love, okay? Love y'all. Peace.